0: Welcome to the Twin City Auto Wildcat Pregame Show with your hosts Roger Engel, Britt Haas, and Scott Weatherly.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Twin City Auto Wildcat Pregame Show with Coach Elmore and. This past weekend, we went down to Pell City and defeated the Panthers 41 to 20. Coach, a good win for the Cats. Unfortunately, it came at a cost to us, though.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a really good win. Uh, you know, the, they've got a uh, their record's not very good. But they've got some good players, a couple of good running backs, big defensive linemen, and I uh, thought we played uh, a really clean game and, and, and executed pretty well on both sides of the ball. But like you said, unfortunately. Uh, you know one of our best players if not our if not our best player hunter uh, hunter love got hurt during the game and uh, uh, with a significant arm injury that'll put him out for a while so that was disappointing for sure for him for our team for uh, you know his family so but it uh, you know and hunter understands this he's the one that told me on Saturday I mean it's just it's part of the game you know, we all understand when you play that things like this can happen and uh, I hate it happened to him but uh, but we were proud of our team to, to, to be able to go ahead and finish the game off and win. Because, you know, after he got hurt, it got back to 27-13 and, and uh, you know, really could
1: have been anybody's game, but we were able to finish the game off and, and uh, come out of there with a win. Hunter scored two touchdowns. J.D. had a couple of touchdowns, so. Uh good offensive production from all the way around for us.
2: Yeah, and I thought our defense played well, too. Their defense forced them into uh, throwing the ball, which is what we thought, we thought if we could do that, we thought we could be successful, and we, we were able to shut down the run game for the most part. They had a few, few plays in the first half, but uh, uh, we were able to force them into being one-dimensional, and we thought if we could do that, uh, uh, it would help us. And we had a couple of big turnovers. Um, you know, Jay Newbos had a big interception right before the half uh, off of the deflected pass by Daryl Prater. And I thought that was a big uh, sequence of the game. I mean, it was 17-7 to uh, with about a minute or so to go in the half, and we got an interception, and then we were able to go down and score there with about 15 seconds left. Uh, and there's a big difference in being up 24-7 and 17-7. And so, um, you know, and then, like I said, uh, Hunter was, got hurt the first play of the second half and then struggled a little bit on offense there, um, you know, for a drive or two without him. And then we're able to get back, and uh, J.D. made a big play uh, hitting, hitting Cam on a big post ball. It extended the lead to 34 to 13 um, early in there, I guess midway through the third quarter, and um, and that kind of gave us enough of a cushion to to be able to go ahead and finish the game off. But um, but thought J.D. played well again, made made nice throw to Cam there, made a big throw to Marcus Ledford early in the game on a, on a, another t- a touchdown pass. But uh, uh, was really pleased with uh, you know
1: the efficiency we played with offensively and defensively most of the night. Ledford's not had a lot of catches this season, but that was a pretty big touchdown catch for
2: him. Yeah, Marcus is going to be a really good player for us because he's just a 10th grader, and, you know, he's, uh, he's gotten better all, all year long and uh, made, made a big catch uh, the week before against uh, Southside and then, uh, and then had one, I think, against Scottsboro as well. So, um, but he, that was a big play. We, we said all week, we, when we get in that situation, we felt like if we faked a hunter, uh, that they would bring everybody downhill on that, and, and I thought uh, Marcus would open wide open on the on the post, and he did. And J.D. made a good throw. And uh, uh, you know, anytime you can you can get a score there from 25, 30 yards out, you feel better about that. Because as you get closer to the goal line, it gets uh, it gets more difficult to get the score. But uh, that was a big play by. Uh, by both those guys, but, uh, you know, Hunter had some big plays early on some fourth downs. I think we converted three fourth downs in the first half, that, uh, and, and they, weren't, they weren't fourth and one. They were like fourth and threes or fourth and fours, and, and those were big plays in the game, uh, you know, because obviously we don't convert there. Um, you know, it's a different ball game, and, and he did a good job, but our offensive line did a really good job in those situations, and uh, uh, I know one of the fourth and threes, I don't, I don't think he got touched until about seven or eight yards downfield, so um, I thought our offensive line played well most of the night and uh, and like I said he he ran the ball really well and got over over 100 yards in the first half and uh you know was was set to have a pretty big second
1: half until until he got hurt obviously kind of really impressive when you know they were keying on him and yet he was mm-hmm. still untouched 7 yards down the field
2: yeah and when we called the play you know I'm I'm, I'm sitting there thinking this is I think we are on about the, the first one we were on about I guess we had two of them that were probably in Alex's field goal range really and um, just I had a, had a gut feeling we needed to, to get seven on that drive and, and felt like we could. And, and both times we did it, uh, you know, like I said, we, we had good execution up front and, and he uh, he was able to get the first down. And I think the second one was really more him. It was in our short yardage package. And, and uh, they probably had him stopped initially and he kind of, he kind of, uh, did what he does which is turn a one yard gain into four and he and he found a way to get the first down so um, th- those were big plays in the games I think like I said we were three for three on fourth downs uh, uh,
1: anytime you can do that that's uh, usually end up having a pretty good night. We know Pale City's pretty resilient what was it two years ago they won on the last play of the game?
2: Yeah they, they can we had a 17-7 lead in there two years ago and they came back and scored twice in the fourth quarter and beat us and uh, and so when it got back to 27-13 uh, and especially knowing the hunter was out, I was uh, <coughs> I was concerned. And uh, I, like I said, I thought the, the 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 swinging play of the game to me, other than maybe Jaden's interception, was uh, you know hitting Cam on the post ball uh, over the top. So that that was a big play to make it 34-13, and then. And then we were fortunate, they had a couple of times during the night they had some, some miscues on their punt and uh, and we were able to get great field position. And that was another, you know, Alex had another great night, but we also had great field position because of a couple of um, miscues by them on their punt. And, uh, you know, the first time we got the ball down on the 11, the second time we got it on their six. So that, uh, you know, we didn't really have a, a, a lot of yardage. When you went back and look at the stats, our yardage wasn't, wasn't uh, indicative of scoring 41 points, but part of that was we got the ball uh deep in their territory a lot uh either off turnovers or off uh, bad punt situations
1: so uh that was a key factor in the game as well we had the interception as you mentioned and also stopped them on fourth down uh, where they couldn't stop us on our fourth down plays we were able to stop them on fourth down
2: yeah i thought we i thought we played really uh really well on defense and uh you know, Devin Wells had another good game. I think he had over 12 tackles, and uh, uh, Daryl Prater deflected several passes. And, and and like I said, we 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 made we made the play. We it was not uh, necessarily a dominant defensive performance. They did have yardage, but when they got down inside the 30, we stopped them when we needed to stop them like you said and and uh, they, they obviously didn't don't have the kicker that we have, but they had to go for it down there a couple times on fourth down and we made some key stops and I thought that was uh obviously a
1: big difference in the game. Also, coach probably to give them a little benefit here, you know, them having a couple of games they missed because of the covid probably has uh, kind of impaired the progress they would have made.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think they, you know, they. He even told me when they played Springville the week before, they they basically had practiced two days with their entire crew. So, um, you know, they're that's almost like starting back over for them um, when they had the two week shutdown. So, um, when we when we forced them into being more one dimensional by, by making them throw it, and they pretty much threw it the entire second half, that I think benefited us. If they could have been able to stay balanced, running and passing. Uh, it would have been more difficult to to uh, to stop them, but but I thought our defense did a good job early in the ball game of shutting down their running game and, and forcing them into throwing. It, and uh, uh, and we were able to do that. We got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and uh, it was difficult for him. They got some good. You know, they, they they saw you know they threw a screen pass number two, and boy, he got loose and made a big play, and uh, and then scored on the next play. So they they got the weapons to, to hurt you, and uh, uh, we were just uh, you know fortunate that our defense played. Played well enough to, to force them into some uh, tough situations, and we were able to get off the field. Some
1: well, with the win, we go to uh, what seven and one on the year, and in region play, more importantly, we go to uh, five and one. Yeah, f- or five and zero. Yeah, and, five uh, and zero. I'm uh, sorry. And, uh,
2: you know, you know, six and two on the field. Lost to Briarwood and Gadsden City early, obviously, but obviously, uh, as far as the record goes, we're seven and one, and and that's what I tell them after the game. The most, the thing I'm the most proud of them at this point is, is that after losing those first two games, uh, you know, a lot of people were starting to question. How good we were! Could we could we could we win any games? Could we make the playoffs? And they've settled down and won six games in a row. And and I think that's a credit to them, to our players and uh, and to our assistant coaches. So that's what I told them. That's the thing I'm most proud of them right now is that the uh, you know, when when it looked really bad six weeks ago uh... we've just gone back to our business and done what we're supposed to do and, and, and found a way to win six straight and they haven't been they haven't been pretty it's not been six dominant wins by any stretch of the imagination but we found a way to win six times in a row and uh... uh... that that's an accomplishment uh, no matter what season you're in when you win six games in a row so proud of them for that and uh... and and we set ourselves up for a chance to not only be in the playoffs but host a playoff game and uh... and then obviously we've got a got a huge game this week against a, uh, a phenomenal opponent and, and you know that's what i told them just to be in this
1: position is an accomplishment. And now we'll just have to enjoy it and do the best we can with it. Well, once we had to go in that second half to somebody to replace uh, Hunter back there, he did a pretty good job, also. Yeah,
2: Caden Dubose is going to be a really good player for us, and uh, he's a ninth grader. and, and obviously, he's it's it, he's probably a year away from being truly ready. But you know, he's he's uh, he's played a lot of JV games this year and done well in those. and and uh, like I told him, I told him on the sideline during the game, I said, look, uh, you may not think you're ready, but uh, but I can tell you, you're ready. You can do it, you just gotta go do it, and uh, he'll get better every every snap, and, uh, and he's getting better this week at practice, and, and you know, Darwin Camp and Alex Aikens will help us some there as well. We didn't play them um, any other night just because, They play a lot of defense, and we felt like with the lead we had, we felt like we could finish the game with with, with Caden, and so that's what we did. But, uh, uh, you know, those three guys have got a big challenge to try to find a way to uh, replace Hunter's production. And, uh, you know, obviously J.D. and Cam and Sawyer will have to step up as well as as the rest of our receivers. But, uh, um, you know, that's something that they all understand. But I I think Caden – um, is ready for the opportunity because, like I said, I think he's going to be a really good player for us the next three years. He's just going to get to
1: do it a, just a few games earlier than, than we expected him to. Cade more of a speed guy, and then when we have to if we bring in Kemp, he's probably more – of a powerful type
2: runner. Yeah, and of course, none of them obviously are going to be as powerful as, as Hunter. We we understand that, but uh, but uh, you know, Darwin can be more of a slasher type of guy as well. And and Alex Aikens I really like too because Alex is very assertive and he runs with with uh, a lot of. For a guy to be kind of as small as he is, he, he runs powerful because he, he he's so assertive in how he runs. So uh, you know, all three of them are a little bit different, but. Um, you know, all three of them understand that you know we're not gonna we're not gonna make we're not gonna put them in a situation like we put Hunter where you're carrying it 30 times a game because they're they're not physically able to, to do that. So we you know it'll be more by by committee approach and you know if if it all were to work great maybe 10 to 12 to 15 carries each or something like that. Uh, and, and like I say, I think you know, we'll also have a, a you know JD and and our receivers will have a bigger responsibility as well. We'll need to be able to be able to uh, throw the ball efficiently too.
1: We also have the other runner that ran pretty good against attawa when he was pressed into action earlier in the season.
2: Um, yeah, exactly. We do, and, and uh, but you know, it's it's you know, and the biggest thing is going to be our our offensive line. That's why I challenged them and you know, we've been spoiled the last two years, and that um, sometimes you don't have to block them perfect. And Hunter makes it look pretty good, uh, and so we're going to have to be better up front, and and I think we will. We're, we've got a veteran group up there, and. Uh, that They were better last week, they've improved all year, and you know if you're doing things right, your offensive line is playing its best football right now, and I think we're starting to do that, so I think that'll be the key, too, is that those guys doing a good job up front to, to whoever has the football to be able to, pro- you know, provide the opportunities for them to run the ball.
1: Yeah, Brown, I guess, is who I was yep. alluding yep. to that mm-hmm. came in and played a good mm-hmm. bit against Brighter. them. Walk. right. Well, we're going to take a little break before we come back and get more in-depth on this week's game against Oxford. So we'll take a break and then we'll come back to the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show.
0: Welcome to the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show with your hosts Roger Engel, Britt Haas, and Scott Weatherly. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit decabregional.com.
3: First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainesville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC.
0: The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors, shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street.
2: Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, it's unique financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City.
1: We're located at 1015 Gulf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityYouthCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210.
2: Looking forward to seeing you guys down here.
1: Welcome back to the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show. And this week, probably the biggest game on our schedule is Oxford comes to town and Coach, you're aware of it as well as I am. Oxford, probably the best 6A team in the state. And yeah. Not only one year, but seemingly year after year. Yeah, they, of course,
2: you know, traditionally got a great program. I always have. I always will have a great program. And, uh, and they've got another really good team this year. I, they, they, of course, won the state championship last year. Uh, lost some really good players. I had some really good defensive linemen that were on that team that are not there anymore, but but they, they're, there's been no drop-off. They, they've, got, uh, they've got their quarterback back, they've got their receiver back, and uh, uh, several offensive linemen back, and they're just, uh, they're really fast and really aggressive on defense, and uh, they just, you know, just a solid program all the way around. Coach Etheridge has, of course, been, you know, part of a lot of state championship teams. He, he was at Leeds when they won a bunch of t- uh, championships down there, and now he's at Oxford, and uh, so very well coached, uh, got great players, and, and and like we talked about at length early in the year, uh, and I never really, I guess, called them by name, but the reason we played Briarwood and Gadsden City was because we knew this game was coming, and uh, uh, not that that's necessarily gonna give us the secret to beating them, but I, I did want our players to see a similar type of, of talent before. I didn't want them to be surprised Friday night, and I think hopefully that'll help us, the fact that we have seen Uh, Two really good programs already uh, earlier in this year and and, and some really good athletes and uh, uh, hopefully that won't surprise our kids as as much when they they get on the field with them. But, you know, the bottom line is, is they are, like you said, I think there's no doubt they're the best 6 team again in the state um, uh, they may not win it but but somebody's going to have to really play well one night to knock them off uh, in the playoffs but uh, uh, you know we just kind of preached to our kids all week about this is just a great opportunity you get to play at home against the best in the state and uh, if you lose the season's not over I mean we, we've still got the playoffs to go we, we, we've got everything uh, set up like we want and uh, we're just going to try to go uh, play the best we can play and learn from this game win or lose and see what happens
1: well, you know, uh, winning becomes a habit, and mm-hmm. obviously they've uh, drawn upon that to be able to keep and maintain their stature where they are. And it's also, I guess, once you get used to losing, it's, or to winning, I'm, uh, losing really don't come easy either. So. Right. And, and I think, you know, of course, our players
2: have, have done a good job this year. The if, if winning's kind of come contagious to us the last six weeks, and I think we've won a couple of games maybe we shouldn't have won. But we've won them because we've got used to winning, and I think, like you said, the same things happen down there. They, uh, they've always won in Oxford, obviously, and uh, they've maybe had a, c- a couple of down years here and there. Uh, but obviously last year having the big year they had and they beat Pinson twice and, and beat Spanish Ford in a real close game in a championship game. And uh, and their only loss this year is to, a, you know, phenomenal Thompson team to open the year who who I don't know anybody in the state can even uh, check them. Um, and, and then they beat a really good Pleasant Grove team who's the, probably the best team in 5A. They beat them the following week and, and, and haven't really been checked since then. So... Um, uh, they're very, very, very good, and their quarterback, Trey Higgins, uh, who I think is a Mississippi State baseball commitment, uh, is just a great, he's just one of those guys, you, you, if you're a fan of the game, you like watching him because he's just a guy that makes a lot of plays. He's just, uh, he throws it well, he runs it well, uh, when stuff doesn't go their way and it breaks down he kind of finds a way to make it right and uh you know and that's what you know on, on the flip side that's why I've enjoyed watching JD this year is he's done the same for us he he turns a lot of uh, bad plays into good plays but but the Higgins kid Roxford really does that for them on a, on, a, on a very high level and you uh, uh, he almost refuses to let them not be successful in offense. And then he's got great weapons around him. Uh, Rock Taylor, a, a receiver, mm-hmm. is as good a player as you'll see. Um, and then he's got another kid named uh, uh, Britt, who, who's not as big as Rock, but he's just as... Uh, elusive and just as hard to tackle uh, and then like I said they've got two uh, linemen that are over 300 pounds that are, that are very dominant and then the other three guys are not as big as those guys but they're very well coached and they play very hard and, and so uh, they, they don't really have just a um, uh, I guess you'd say a, a dominant running back they kind of use several different guys they use a couple guys from defense uh, but all the guys they use do a good job and then they're really they're probably their best running back overall is the quarterback, the Higgins, kid. he does a good job with them so uh, it, it'll be a a, you know tremendous challenge for our defense but it's been a you know it's been a tremendous challenge for everybody when they played them they, they've scored a lot of points this year and we're just gonna have to do uh, go out there and do the best we can and play our assignments and then try to get them on the ground when we can and, uh, uh, and and try to get off the field as much as we can on third downs.
1: Yeah, It seems like every year they have division one recruit mm-hmm. so again this year same situation. S-
2: same thing and then defensively you know they they're not just um, you know uh, unbelievably big on defense uh the, the last year they had some really big defensive linemen uh, and and none of their uh defensive players are, are just you know uh, enormous or anything but they're all just so fast and so quick and so aggressive and use their hands really well and they've got two inside linebackers that like i said i think they only weigh about you know 185 190 pounds but boy they just fly to the football and they're they're physical and uh uh, they do a good job of, of, of making tackles when they get there, and then uh, they've got two corners. Uh, uh, I think they're both. I think they're either brothers or cousins. I'm not sure. The Fagans uh, brothers, the ones a senior, ones a junior, number two and number five. Uh, <clears throat> they do a great job at cornerback, and it makes it hard to throw. And, and I think that's you know what uh, a lot of people that would maybe watch the game you'll you'll come and say they're gonna put a they're gonna put. Everybody, you know, kind of in the in the box like everybody else has done against us, they're going to put nine people up there. and But the, the difference in them and some other people is they've got two cornerbacks that can cover, and uh, they can cover anybody in the state. And so uh, Cam and Sawyer and our other receivers are going to have a tremendous challenge ahead of them and, and, and trying to find a way. And it's not even about getting open. You're, you're not going to necessarily get, quote, open against them. Uh, but we're going to have to do a good job when J.D. throws it to us of him throwing it in the right location, and our receivers are going to have to make plays on the balls. And – you know, you're not going to be wide open against them. You're going to have to make a great catch, and you're going to have to be able to come down with the football. And uh, but when you play really good teams, that's what you got to do. And so it's uh, it's a challenge all the way around. And um, you know, there's no there's no hiding from it. We've talked about that all week. I mean, they're they're coming here, and there's no there's no hiding or debating. They got a great team, and uh, we're just going to have to uh, uh, be ready to play and go out there. And and, and that's what I've you know kind of challenged them or asked them to do all week is 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 just go out there and play the best you can play um, and, and not be intimidated by them and, and just realize that you've you got a good team too, that they've got a great team, but we've got a good team too and we just gotta go out there and do the best we can and and, and either way we're gonna learn from the game and again this is not, you know, the difference from this game and the Pinson Valley game from last year is is that was obviously, you know, you win or you go home and this is not the case this week. This is for the region championship, but uh, uh, regardless, we're in the playoffs, and we're, we're at home, and uh, and like I even told them this yesterday, to be honest we you, win or lose, we're still going to play a good team in the playoffs. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you win, you're still going to play somebody good at home, and if you lose, you're still going to play off So uh, as far as who we end up matching up with, it really doesn't uh, matter a whole lot. If you play minor or Gardendale, they're both good, so it, it's irrelevant, really. So this is just a chance for us to play somebody really, really good again and, and um, see what we – uh, can learn from it, and, and if we could find a way to, uh, to pull off the upset of the year, that would be great. And if we don't, then we, 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 we pick up the pieces and we learn from it, and we find a way
1: to get better as we go into the playoffs. You talked a little bit about intimidation. What kind of pressure can we expect JD to be under?
2: A lot. I mean, they're going, they're just, you know, like I said, they're going, <laughs> because they have the ability to cover you in man coverage, they do that a lot. And because they're in man coverage, then they're sending a lot of people, uh, you know, at the quarterback when it, when we throw. So, uh, our offensive line will have to do a good job protecting, and, and he'll have to do a good job of making quick decisions and, and getting the ball out. Um, uh, they're definitely not a team, and, and you can, when you watch film and you see this if the quarterback stands back there in the pocket for for longer than he needs to, it it usually ends up bad. So we've we've got to make uh, quick, uh, assertive decisions and throw the ball, and like I said, we're not gonna, uh, and I've tried to to drill that to JD all week, and uh, you're not gonna have a guy wide open. They're just not gonna, that's not gonna happen, but we we hope that we have a guy, Partially open if you will and uh, we throw the ball to the open side of the receiver And then our receivers gonna have to make a good play and, that, and that's how you're gonna complete passes on them You're not gonna uh, you're not gonna trick them or fool them or get a guy running uh, Uncovered they're go- they're gonna be there and they're gonna do a good job defending We just got to do a good job of uh, catching the football in traffic
1: Seems like this week, Coach, that uh, Alex is going to be very important, both punting maybe and field goal. Yeah, he
2: would be. He could be the difference in the game for us in some ways. In that, the number one, we when we when we kick off, we hope he continues to kick in the end zone and keeps their returners from from doing anything. And then, obviously, on when we punt, same thing. Uh, one one of the cornerbacks, uh, the, one of the Fagans, number five, returns puns, and he's very dangerous back there. And uh, so he'll need to do a good job of getting great hang time and 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 not allowing him to return the ball. And then you know it's gonna be really hard to score on them but you know if we can get inside the 35 or the 30 and 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 give him some opportunities uh, you know getting some field goals could could keep us in the ball game and and give us a chance and I think that's gonna be the you know the key to the game for us is finding a way to get points on every possession whether it's a field goal or a touchdown uh, and and try to stay uh, stay in the ball game and stay with them because they're so explosive on on offense we we understand our defense has got a huge challenge and so offensively we got to find a way to, to move the ball enough to get some points each possession and stay stay with them and you know uh, a lot of times when you're underdog if you can stay with somebody the, you know all, like I told our players all the pressure's on them we're the ones that's got nothing to lose the pressure's on the on when you're the defending champs. Uh, uh, they're the ones that have the pressure. We've just got to go play and play loose and have fun. And uh, if we can keep the ball game close, then, then I think uh, all of a sudden it gets a little bit uh,
1: interesting in the fourth quarter. You've heard those saying, well, if every possession ends in a kick, you're doing pretty that's good. right. It.
2: Yeah, and that's, that'll be the key this week is we've done a really good job all year about not turning the ball over. But when you get into these games against quality opponents, obviously yeah, a lot of people will say that. so well, I can't believe we we turned it over or I can't believe we threw an interception. Well, Sometimes it has to do with the quality of the opponent you're playing, so us being able to uh, not fumble the ball and not throw interceptions will be key, and, and like it's, like you said, uh, end every possession with a kick and uh, make them control field position again. That's been our kind of our MO all year is we've had great field position, and, and, and Alex is a big part of that, and if we can control field position and make them drive the ball the length of the field,
1: that'll, that'll increase our chances for sure. Obviously going back again that we won't have the services of Hunter without giving away any secrets, uh, what can we kind of look for in, in Hunter's place?
2: Well, you know, again, Caden Dubose and Alex Akins and uh, and uh, Darwin Campbell will will bear the the load of the uh, of the carries, and and then you know we've talked about all week about you know this is again I think I said this last week when you played last year when we played Pinson. This is not a team that you that you try to trick or you try to outrun or you try to uh, uh fool on the perimeter you you've got to line up and just and kind of go right at them and when you got somebody as good as they are the the worst thing you can do is is try to run away from them because their speed then is uh, amplified. So we've got to uh, we've got to be patient and run right at them and try to and try to execute up front and, and be happy getting three and four and five yards. And I think that's the thing that we've tried to preach to our players all week is you know a four yard run this week's a great play. I mean we got to be able to line up and hopefully do it again or maybe get a maybe get a six yard completion and just be patient enough to. Um, uh, move the ball down the field because as fast as they are, you're not going to get, you know, we, we talk all all the time about having explosive plays on offense. It's going to be hard to get a lot of explosive plays because of how fast they are. So we're going to have to be patient uh, and be efficient and not have penalties and, and what we call the time stay ahead of the chains, try to stay in third and... Two and three and four and if we can do that, uh, then hopefully we can, can extend drives and that that'll be the that'll be the challenge and I think our backs understand that and, and they understand hey let's 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 uh, let's go get three here let's go get four and let's let's try to uh, let's try to stay ahead of the sticks where we can and and uh, and make it better for our offense.
1: Yeah, you know, I was going to ask it how how big of change or effect that will this have on your play calling? Uh, You know, it it really will not be that much of
2: a different plan if we'd have had a hunter, but um, it'd just be different guys doing it. I mean, I think if I've thought about that all week, would I be a lot different if uh, if we had hunter back there? Um, No, the difference would be you you would just have a bigger, stronger, more powerful back doing it. But uh, uh, with or without him, you can't try to outrun these guys. You can't try to get in the perimeter game on them. Um, that doesn't mean you never go to the perimeter, but I mean just you, you, if you get into a perimeter-based game, sideline to sideline uh, with them, the, the, they can expose anybody because of how fast they are. So I think we've got to try to be uh, you know, patient and uh, efficient and try to, you know, the, the quickest way to get four yards against these guys is to go straight ahead, not go sideways for 20. So we're going to try to make sure we do that the best we can. And like I said, it's going you know, the game's going to come down to, if we're able to move the ball offensively, It'll be because we can, be a, we can complete some passes. If we can complete some passes, we'll be able to move the ball. If, if we cannot, if they can cover us better and we can't uh, complete those passes to those guys against that tight coverage, then it'll be tough to move the football. That's just the way it's going to be. And, and, uh, but we, you know you can't, you can't sit there and concede to them and say you can't throw it against them. We're just going to have to take our chances when we need to and, uh, and see if we can complete them and see if our guys can make some plays.
1: Well, good luck, Friday night, Coach. And if you enjoy seeing some good teams and some good football action, come out to Wildcat Stadium on Friday night. If you can't be with us, join us on Fort Payne TV for live coverage. So, for Coach Chris Elmore, Roger Engle saying, Go Cats!
0: Thank you for watching the Twin City Auto Wildcat Pregame Show with hosts Roger Engle, Britt Haas, and Scott Weatherly. Go Wildcats!